And now it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, Hop Along John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, yearn to wade in a high Sierra or Alaska stream, or just look forward to taking the kids out to one of our local lakes, chase trout, crappie, or bass, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. Rod and Real Radio brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Main or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand name tires at competitive prices, remember nobody beats El Cajon Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Real Radio, the best stop on your radio. Video dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. Southern California, welcome to another edition of Rod and Reel Radio. I'm your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. Hey, Stan, Wendy, and I, we are out with the Fred Hall Show in Del Mar. We have a recorded show for you tonight, but... We've gone to both the Fred Hall Long Beach and Del Mar Show to bring you some of the best interviews we could find from both shows. I think you'll find them interesting, informative, and entertaining. Our local producer, Ben Harvey, has put them together for you, so sit back and relax for some of the best information you're going to get from the Fred Hall Shows. All right, we're still still touring the Fred Hall Show here in Del Mar and seeing new friends and new products and meeting old friends, too. And here is an individual we've run into that uh, is really tearing up the market when it comes to fishing rods and fishing rod blanks from Cousins Tackles, Mr. Bill Buchanan. Bill, how you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate that. You know, we've had Wade on the show before and... And we've talked a little bit about cousins. I guess the first question that I have to ask you is, what the heck were you thinking when you got into this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is, uh, that, is, that is a loaded question. Um, well, the, 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 the truth be told, this is what we've always done. Uh, both Wade and myself, uh, this is my 39th year in the industry. Right. Um, I do what my dad did. Wade pretty much did what his dad did. And... Um, we always dreamed about doing this together, and, and that's what we finally were able to put together uh, about two and a half years ago. Well, there's also a little history be- behind the name of the company, too, is there not? Yeah, that, that is true. Uh, Wade and I are first cousins. Um, his dad and my mom were brother and sister. Uh, they grew up in Long Beach, and, and we just were born and, born and raised in fishing and uh, fish and tackle industry. So our background comes from uh, Fenwick, Seven Strand and Fenwick. We started back, uh, my, my dad was a vice president for Fenwick. My, my uncle was a production manager at the Fenwick plant. We had uh, lots of heritage and lots of fishing. So I've been fishing Southern California waters for my whole life. And uh, this is my 57th year, so I've, I guess I'm, I've been at it a while. Uh, we started Cousins... Um, uh, two and a half years ago, on the foundation that we were gonna we were gonna build the best rods we could possibly build, uh, 
you know, my background is uh, I owned Seven Strand for 28 years. Uh, I then sold it to Pure Fishing, which I then ran a division for them for four and a half years. My cousin, Wade, founded Seeker. Uh, we've been involved in probably six or eight brands over our life, and we just decided to do our own. And then here we are. <laughs> well, you know, Cousins Rod, I know you didn't quite start from scratch. You uh, acquired the assets from uh, uh, other companies, but you've really taken this Cousins tackle to a new level. Tell us a little yeah, bit we about really that have. transition. Um, we've, 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 it is true, we did buy the assets of Shikari. Uh, they were dormant. It, it was a dormant company at the time. Fortunately, the equipment uh, was still there. Uh, I'd like to say we just bought it and put it to work, but we didn't. We took, um, and we're still working on the factory, nearly two and a half years to rebuild all the equipment, buy new equipment, and um, we really have a state-of-the-art factory in Huntington Beach. Uh, It's probably considerably, you know, one of the largest blank plants on the West Coast. Uh, We now have 50 50 employees building fishing rods in in, uh, Huntington Beach, and just recently we made the announcement that we had... uh, done a merger um, acquisition for, with, with Castaway uh, Rods out of Houston, Texas. Sure, known Castaway for a long time. So, yeah, it's good a, brand name. Yeah, it's a very good brand name, and it gives uh, you know this is this isn't a this isn't a local brand, uh, cousins. It's it, it's it's designed to be a national brand. We're doing well in Florida. We're opening up the East Coast uh, this spring, uh, but we really you know we we really have our heart and soul in California because this is where we're from. Well, when you first uh, started a couple of years ago, was your vision just to start making blanks, or did you say, okay, we're going to start off with the blanks first and then go into finish rods, or what, what was your, your really goal? No, our, our goal right from the beginning was to build a finish rod brand, and, you know, this is our heritage. You know, after owning Seven Strand, which was a 73-year-old company at the time that I sold it, you know, I, I sent 75 jobs offshore. And to be honest with you, it broke my heart, and uh, brings tears to my eyes when even thinking about it. But part of the part of the reasons we wanted to reestablish this brand here is to is to reestablish a truly an American brand, and they are made, you know, right from scratch. In fact, we have an open door policy at the plant. If you want to come by and and, and have a factory tour, we open our plant to anybody that wants to come see it because we're really very proud of the workers that we have and the fact that we're a U.S. built. Uh, brand. Well, you know, being located here in Southern California, you have a lot of other quality name brands that are located right in this area, and then you're also in the uh, the backyard of a lot of imported brands that come in. Mm-hmm. Southern California market is really competitive. What are some of the features, advantages, and benefits you see of the Cousins line that's going to Take this line and transcend a lot of what else is happening that in the is, market right now. That is absolutely probably the, one of the best questions ever asked me. And I'll, I'll tell you, I'll answer it pretty much straight up. After you, you already heard my heart on reshoring jobs. That's obviously an important thing. But one of the things that is vitally important, and I told Wade when we started this, I said, Wade, we will build no rod and absolutely will never build a rod that, I won't, I, that we wouldn't personally fish with. And... You know, I believe, and this is my belief, or I wouldn't be in business with him. I believe my my, my cousin's one of the best rod designers in the world. I mean, we we both built tackle for all those brands that you mentioned. You know, um, we've been involved either 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 from afar or, or directly in in a lot of those brands that are that are now you know staples in our industry. 
we believe that we have uh, the best technology. We believe that we have, you know, we have 500 years of experience in our building. Wow. There's, there's very little. But one of the reasons that we, that we went into the finished rod business is because I, I really truly believe that the, the, the art of building a fishing rod got lost somewhere. And because, you know, working for a Fortune 500 as I did, it was all about, it was all about margin in the bottom line. It wasn't about whether you were, you were delivering the best experience or not. Now, in this, in this realm, you know, we've been able to partner with the likes of Bill Varney and, 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 and guys that, you know, Greg Silks and guys that deliver experiences to people every day. And, that, and, they, and they were able to, to hone their tools so that, that, they, that they got exactly what they were looking for when they went, went to fishing. And then we're doing that. We're going to do that with a Castaway brand. We've got five elite anglers in that, in that brand. We've, you know, we're launching up in the Delta area. It's, it's, just, it's just an exciting time at Cousins because, you know, we enjoy all fishing, you know. About the only thing that we don't build yet is, is fly rods, and that's, that's somewhat of our heritage. So, I mean, we'll get there eventually, but we're building, we're building bent butts all the way up to, uh, you know, little micro trout rods right now. Well, this is a great time, I think, to be entering into the market because I know you were at Long Beach. You've seen it here at Del Mar. There is just an infusion of excitement in the sports fishing industry, both on the saltwater and the freshwater side. And a lot has to do with the the great season that we've had, not only last season, but what's anticipated for this season. Yeah, a couple of comments to that. I, I you know, I, I, I'm deeply concerned, of course, about our water situation in our state. But, but uh, you know, the, the enthusiasm of the angler is just, is at, is at an all-time high for, you know, I, I mean, I've been fishing my whole life. And I haven't seen saltwater ex- fishing this this much excitement since 1983. You know, we've got this El Nino condition. I mean, last year, I mean, in I'm an offshore angler, and, and I, I, I fish marlin, okay? And in my in, in the 50, let's say 55 years I've been fishing marlin, if, if you want to say I started at two, the, the first time in my life we hooked a 450-pound blue marlin in Southern California right. waters, right off, right. right off of Catalina, and it's just been a, it's been a marvelous thing to see the, all the pelagics coming through. We haven't even lost them during the winter time, which is even <laughs> more still exciting. Here. And we're it's, still fishing bluefin. We are, we are. And for, somebody just told me this morning that there's some giants showing up. Oh yeah, they so. have been. You know, I think the uh, because of the uh, temperature of the water, the albacore maybe go by us again this year. But oh yeah, we're going to see some dynamic fishing. Yeah, in uh, in uh, Southern California yeah, the, waters. The, the albacore are definitely on that uh, Pineapple Express right up to Astoria. But well, tell us a little bit about the market that you're currently going to start targeting. Obviously, you don't want to shotgun the entire market. You or do you want to do that, or do you want to selectively? pick out areas of the market that you're going to penetrate and then expand from there? Well, I'll tell you how this happened. And, and when Wade and I started, we specifically decided that we were not we were going to be a freshwater company, that we were, you know, we were going to target the market, we were going to look at the bass market, green bass market, and we were going to target that. Uh, we spent a lot of time doing that. We were, going to, we were going to look at the Northwest, and we were going to do salmon steelhead. We were going to stay, we were going to stay generally, folks, weren't going to go into fly rods. We weren't going to go into saltwater rods because yeah. we have lots of friends in the saltwater business. I mean, shoot, we founded Seeker, you know, and, and uh, you know, the, the folks at CalStar are some of our good friends. So we didn't really want to focus there, but lo and behold, I mean, we got into the market and, and, the, and the dealers just, you know, that's our, that's kind of where we, started our life you know so we we were we were literally pushed into that 
uh, to be honest with you, and and we're glad we are because we love you know I love fishing my own rods. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> we all like using our own products. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, t- we it, it is a little bit. It is. It does seem a little bit shotgun, but to be honest with you, I mean, we do have the experience to build those fishing rods. I mean, we, you know, when I when I started in this industry, I was 18 years old. I was I was a production supervisor on the Fenwick floor, building 1,200 fishing rods a day. And uh, you know, for us to build fishing rods today, after this many years here in the United States and in our backyard, just tickles my heart, man. It's just so much fun. Now, a lot of the companies, they come up and they go, okay, we're going to have an entry-level rod, but unfortunately, we can't make that rod in the United States. We've got to import blanks and do this and everything. That'll be our entry-level rod. And then we'll start off at a particular location where you'll be able to get our blanks. I don't think uh, Cousins intends to do that. No, we, we, the Cousins brand uh, doesn't live in that uh, market. Um, we, do, we do build a... You know, we do build two series of rods. One's uh, kind of a lighter, more trendy, more toward the bass, you know, saltwater bass guys, and and um, it uses it uses some um, some parts that are that are that are still pretty high tier parts. Actually, uh, we're all pretty much Fuji based, other than uh, we do use some Alps products in our saltwater stuff. Uh, that's a little a little less painful to buy, but you know we don't compromise. There is nothing about our rods we compromise. One of the reasons that our finished rods are much different than somebody else's finished rods. You you can walk up and look at any any rod and it's pretty. You know there, there, there's no, yeah. no but any production rod that you walk up to most likely is either the finish on that rod uh, because of speed and because of timing has to be fast cured. In other words, they either put it in a UV light like girls do their fingernails or they put it in heat to, 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 to set that, up, that stuff off really quickly. We don't do that. We painstakingly put a lot of time and effort in our finish work. And the reason that we do that is because we want that finish to soak all the way to the blank. We want that guide completely embedded because if you cut the, a production rod and you peel, that, you peel their, their guides back, you're going to find dry thread under them. You won't find that on a cousin's rod. In fact, you, you'll have a hard time even getting a guide off of a cousin's rod because we, we there are 12 hours between three coats of finish. It takes takes 36 hours to get a, get a rod out of sure. our finish room. And uh, so we, we, we take a lot of time and a lot of... Because we want that tool to last a lifetime, you know, and we do we put a lifetime warranty on it. So, you know, if, if, if something fails on that rod, I mean, we replace it, no questions asked. And that's a big thing here uh, uh, with the fishermen is what the warranty is behind the product. Right. And, and lifetime means a lot because a lot of people have gotten away from it. They've shirked away from it. Right. They've altered it. Lifetime doesn't mean lifetime anymore. It, well, the, the only there's only two ways you can offer a lifetime rod. One is, is that you either buy it from China and on with a very high, high margin, and you know it's going to fail, so you know you're going to replace it, or you build a quality product, and you stand behind it, and you believe in it, and we do, you know, I, 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 I that's why I have an open-door policy on our factory, because I want people to come see how they're made. I want you to see how much care and time it takes to make, make a good, make a good tool, you know. Just briefly, uh, uh, before we wind this up, take us on a little you know, audio tour of the different series that you have and what they offer for both the freshwater and saltwater fishermen. We have, uh, like I said, we have two main series of fishing rods, actually probably three, but um, 
we'll start with saltwater. On, on the saltwater end, um, we build all the way up to you know some very high high uh, high end rail rods, uh, all the way down to uh, light um, uh, bay bass rods, and they're they're all meticulously made with high-end cork that we bring in from Portugal. We're one of the only companies, aside from Sage that I know of, that actually makes their own handles in-house. Wow. Um, uh, we, you know, nothing but the finest of components on those products. Um, in, our, in our freshwater series, um, uh, we make uh, uh, you know, trout rods, both in glass and in fiberglass. Or, or, excuse me, in graphite and in glass. Right. Because a lot of that, a lot of those old glass rods, those guys really want that feel to come back. Uh, in the bass market, I mean, we cover the bass market. I mean, we have covered it in spades, um, both from full grips to to, to um, split grips to drop shot rods to to you name it. We we were carrying it. We're carrying it. You know, punching rods. I mean, we've got we've got pretty much the gamut uh, in the. Um, a whole series of saltwater um, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm losing my mind here um, Bill Varney rods that we build you know for, 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 for fishing from the beach and he's done a great job on that those rods are just fantastic they're a little high priced but you know what they are what they are, you know, because he designed them, and, and that surf fishing thing has taken off like a rocket ship here. Right. So we, we've spent a lot of time making sure that the rod is right, and that's kind of how we build it. We make sure the rod is right, and then we come back and we look at, okay, what does it cost us to build it? You know, and I don't think people do that. You know, most, you know, I, I can tell you that from a corporate experience. We, we, looked at a, we look at a target price point, and then we go try to build a rod to it. Okay. Yeah, you know, no crystal balls in this industry, but... Between now and this time next year, where do you want to be? Big, t- big things for us um, over the next year. Uh, we acquired the Castaway brand, of course. Uh, Castaway will live in some different channels than Cousins does. Cousins lives in an independent dealer channel only. Uh, we support our independent dealers. We think they're the lifeblood of our industry. Uh, we believe in their business. We want to offer them high margins with, a, with the, only the, the highest quality product they can buy. The Castaway is a very good brand, as you said. Um, it lives in different channels right now. It will continue to live in those channels, and we will bring that. We will bring that to the West Coast and to the East Coast. Uh, this is a national brand. Uh, they're both going to be national brands. We're, you know, we've got the best people in in each one of the regions, and we're we're building products specific to the regions. Well, uh, on behalf of the fishermen of Southern California, I want to thank you for the projects that you've sponsored. I know I work a lot with John Campbell down in San Diego with the Yelltail Derby. Right. I want to thank you very much for your sponsors on that. Those rods that you have contributed to that event in the past have been just outstandingly beautiful and well appreciated by the fishermen. So thank you for that. And I really appreciate you, you spending some time with us. If people, you know, all dealers can't carry all products. But if people want to view the products that's available by Cousins, where can they go? And I'm sure that with an authorized dealer, if the dealer doesn't have it, they can probably get that product for them. Yeah, our authorized dealers carry a tremendous amount of our product. That's one of the reasons that you are an authorized dealer. But the other thing is you can go to our website, of course. uh, And uh, because Southern California is not a giant giant spot, um, you can definitely visit our factory. Um, we, we love to have people in. So, All right. Well, Bill Buchanan, CEO and President, Cousins Rods, 
thanks for spending some time with us. Well, thanks for having me. You know, we look forward to talking to you in the not-too-distant future, having you on from time to time, and updating us with some of the exciting things that are happening at Cousins. Love to do it. All right. Hey, this is Hopalong John. We're touring the Fred Hall Show in Del Mar. we got to take a commercial break right now. You're listening to Ron Real Radio on AM540 or at ronrealradio.com. Stay tuned. More to come. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect, finally a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specialty heat treater to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. I am an angler, a heroic defender of the noble sport of fishing. When I go out with my crew, we're prepared for everything, from itty-bitty mosquitoes to the biggest bash you've ever seen. Not to mention, we all wear life jackets. And with this year's drought conditions, we're also defending every last drop of water, saving lives and saving water, because the best defense is a good offense. Just don't tell the fish that. Take your hero quiz at BoatCalifornia.com. A message from the California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. This segment of Ron Real Radio is brought to you by the makers of the original balloon fishing clip system, Balloon Fisher King. Now you can fish the precise bait depth desired with these easy-to-use clips and 100% biodegradable natural latex balloons. All you do is clip, inflate, bait, and fish. Look for Balloon Fisher King clips and balloons at your local tackle dealers or go to BalloonFisherKing.com for further information. Let's do this again. 
All right, here we're still walking around the Fred Hall Show in Del Mar, and I've run into a legendary skipper from Sea Adventure Sports Fishing, Captain Chuck Taft. Captain Chuck, how's everything going for you? Everything's going really good. All right. You know, you're, we're sitting here at the booth, and, uh, you know, we're going. Space has to be at a premium right now to get on any of the boats from uh, Sea Adventure Sports Fishing. We're looking forward to a great season. I think things are going to be really good. I think the springs, of, there's more yellowtail and stuff around in all the years I've ever been in fishing and never seen this much fish spread up and down the coast. You know, I heard some reports, too, that they actually got into what they believe some big bluefin off the Tanner Cortez Bank. Uh, have you heard anything about that? Uh, supposedly, um, one of the boats got into a spot of 80 to 100-pound fish, and they hooked three or four fish, but they never landed one. Right. Now, Chuck, you know, we can talk to you about the upcoming season, but you are helping with a special event that's going to be happening, I think it's April, was it April 6th? No, it's at April H- 4th. April 4th yeah, at H&M Landing. And we're fishing on the 4th, and on the 3rd, there's a big uh, thing going on where a bunch of people are coming down to the boats the night before the trip leaves, and we're promoting the 80th anniversary of H&M Landing, and then... After the parties there that they have on the 3rd, we're going fishing on the 4th, and hopefully we're going to go and have a wonderful day and knock the hell out of the yellowtail. Yeah, well, hey, let's go into a little history of the Taft family, because it just didn't start with you. Your dad has been fishing out of landings for a long time. Tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about that history. Well, my dad owned a sport fishing boat and was one of the pioneers in the sport fishing industry. Him, Bill Poole, Bruce Barnes, Eddie McEwen were one of the pioneers of the whole industry. They all started up in Newport together, and then they all came down to San Diego, and then uh, Dad built a couple of boats, and then my brother owns a Top Gun out of H&M, and then I own five boats out of H&M. So, you know, we got quite a, quite a history there, and we've been there since 1968 and 69. Well, you've got a couple of trip, uh, special trips planned. You've got the one... For the 80th anniversary of H&M Landing, and then I think you're also planning on taking a trip uh, just right before the day at the docks because yeah. you want to get the first uh, albacore of the season if it's possible. Yeah, we're going to take off. We got the day of the docks trip, then we got the day and a half trip for day for day of the docks, and then we have the trip on the fourth. That's a party trip, so we have those two trips. And you can't really say you aren't going to catch an albacore because 83 and 84 was the last giant El Nino we had. We had 73-degree water by the islands, and we had some of the best albacore fishing we ever had in history. So, you know, nobody knows which way those fish are going to move, which way those fish are coming, you know. So to say just because we have hot water, you're never going to see them, you can't go that far to say it. I mean, they have tails, they swim up and down the coast, and who knows where they're going to show up. You know, I was fortunate enough to go out with you one year when you and Bobby ran that trip, and I remember sitting up in the wheelhouse with you guys, and you were going over the charts and the maps, and you were looking at everything, and you had pinpointed two little spots in the ocean where you said, you know what, if there's going to be fish anywhere, they're going to be there. You went to the first spot, we saw some fish, no hookups, but you went to the second spot, and by God, you and Bobby found them, and we got in some albacore that year. Well, yeah, but, you know, that's just for years and years of being in the same areas and knowing what we're doing. The fish migrate up and down and in and out to the same areas, and they start there. So you're going to a point to where you've caught fish in the past. It's been in a good area and a good spot. All right. 
So now let's talk a little bit about this 80th anniversary of H&M Landing coming on up. What boat are you going to be taking out? Where are you going to go? And how do we sign up for the trip? Well, we're going to take the legend out. The boat's limited to 34 people. Nice. And you'll have to go to H&M Landing's website to book the trip. Uh, the trip's $170. That includes your Mexican visa. That includes your Mexican permit for the trip and stuff. So that's how you get online. And the guys that are going on the trip can come down early. There's going to be a celebration on the 3rd and stuff. There's going to be the press is going to be down there. They're going to have a party and stuff. So the people that are actually going on the boat can come down and participate in it. Okay. And then with that trip that you plan to run, uh, for the first albacore of the season just before day at the docks. Uh, how do we uh, get more information about that? Uh, you can go to our website or go to HM Landing's website and pull it up. It's a typical trip that we run every year uh, for day of the docks. We leave the fish the day before on Saturday. We come in on Sunday morning, day of the docks, and then you get to celebrate everything that's going on at the landing. All right. And then if we want to find out more about Sea Adventure Sports Fishing, what boats are doing what, where do we go? You can go to Sea Adventure Sport Fishing or Sea Adventure 80 sportfishingcom or The Legend, and they'll all click in the same thing, and you can pull it up. All right. Captain Chuck Taff, always credible information with you. Appreciate you being with us, and good luck. Uh, we'll see about going out with you at least on one, if not both of those trips. It sounds like it's a lot of fun. You're more than welcome. We'd love to have you. All right. Captain Chuck Taff, Sea Adventure Sports Fishing. Uh, and we're strolling the Fred Hall show here at the Del Mar Fairgrounds and run into a good friend of ours and a, a fellow that in the past year has become, I think, a lot busier than he really ever anticipated. Yes, I have been. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we got Rich for Bait Wrap. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Uh, we're just getting ready for a great show. We had a, a great show in Long Beach. Um, just very busy wrapping jigs and uh, giving the angler what they need to go out and catch more fish. Well, we talked to you last year, and you were just scurrying around to get things together to find a location to manufacture the jigs and everything like that. Tell us some of the things that have happened to you in the past year. Well, in the past year, it's just been crazy. I did this as kind of a fun thing so I could make some money to go fishing, and it's really turned into something a thousand percent bigger than I ever thought it would be. And I enjoy every second of it. Um, I have a workshop in my in my uh, backyard right now, but I'm looking for a bigger site to where I can uh, do a lot more and hire a couple people to help me. All right. Just tell us a little bit. Now we're talking about the bait wraps, and the, you're the bait wrap company, and this is Rich Whitaker we're talking to. Rich, uh, tell us a little bit about the concept on how the bait wrap works. Well, it's a, it's the same concept as as they wrap a boat or they wrap a car with advertising. What I do is I can actually take a picture of anything, and I can put it on a jig. Uh, I've done some boats for people for promotional items. I've done uh, the Eclipse, uh, the Commander. Uh, I've done Soft Steel. Uh, I've got other people that want me to do logo jigs for them. Um, but it's really a very, it's a simple process, but it took me about a year to a year and a half to get it down just where I liked it. And uh, it's great. I can take a picture of a sardine and put it on a jig. I can take a picture of a squid. I can take a picture of you and put it on a jig, you know. Well, I noticed that, that you have had, and you do post regularly, and I follow you on Facebook, a lot of interesting images. Tell us about some of the more bizarre images that you've done. Uh, well, some of the bizarre ones I've done are mermaids. Uh, some people wanted some mermaids done, so I, I did some mermaids for them. And, 
And a couple of guys, uh, Ryan Block, uh, he's a skipper on one of the boats. Um, out. He was out of Oceanside, now he's out of... I believe H&M Lanny. But anyways, um, he loves the uh, one of the mermaids that I did, and he actually fishes it and catches a lot of yellowtail on it. Okay, now tell us, is there a limit to any size jig or anything you can put this on, whether it be small or large, or what are the limitations of the bait wrap? There are no limitations. I could do a jig as big as a car. Okay. If there was one. If you could throw one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there are no limitations. I mean, it's it's endless. Um, and I can do, you know, any image that anybody would ever want to do. Okay, so if a person is interested in taking advantage of your service, do they, can they send you old jigs or do they buy new jigs from you? Or tell us about the process a little bit. They can do it both ways. The first way I started doing this was people were sending me their old jigs and I was wrapping those. I would strip them down, down to the bare metal. I would cut the hooks and rings off and I would wrap them. And then I'd put new rings and new hooks back on. And I don't go cheap on the rings or the hooks. I use high-quality hooks. I, everything is high-quality. And uh, then I sit, mail it back to them. Or, if they want, uh, they can buy brand-new jigs from me, yo-yo jigs or surface irons. Okay. Is there any criticism of the fact that the bait wrap can change the angles or the sharpness of the angles on a particular type of jig and maybe change the way that jig works? No. N- um what it is, it's actually, it's thinner than a paint job. Uh, so when, a lot of people, when they paint them, they'll, they'll put on a little bit too much paint or they'll have a little glob somewhere and it'll change the way that the jig reacts. But with mine, it's all uniformed and it's actually very, 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 very thin. It's about, uh, if you know what it's called, it's a half, uh, one and a half mil. Okay. And, and it goes on very evenly. And I also make sure that um, in the rings, in the holes on the jigs, that I actually tune them up a little bit. Um, some of the some of the jigs you buy can they can have clumps of of, of um, paint in them, uh, but mine don't. I actually uh, grind them out and I'll I'll shape them a little bit to where I think they'll swim best. Now you know we're talking about jigs, but have you thought about or have you already gone and started redoing hard baits like? big Rapalas or anything like that. Can this process be done on those type of lures too? Yes, it can, but it's a lot more labor intensive. Uh, and there's also some airbrushing involved. Uh, it can be done, uh, but it's very expensive. Okay. And tell us about the durability of the wrap over the jig. You've had a lot of time now, a lot of jigs that are out there in the market. You, there's a lot of toothy critters out there. Tell us the feedback you're getting on the durability of the wrap. The durability is unbelievable. Um, after I put the image on, I coat it, I coat it with what, what they call a sealer. And then after that dries, then I coat it with a clear coat that is used on custom cars. And it dries hard as a rock. Um, it takes actually about two weeks for it to, to dry solid. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. You, can, you can fish it within 24 hours, but it's not completely dry. And I've had guys go out and catch wahoo and, and just one guy caught 20 yellowtail and you could barely even tell it was scratched. Oh, great. Now, if, uh, if a person does have one that's scratched up and they want to send it to you to be reconditioned, do you just rewrap over the old wrap or can you take that wrap off and redo it or is that something you just don't want to handle right now no no i can do i can completely strip it down for them and completely redo it all right i also guarantee all my jigs 100 percent. if anybody has any problems at all with them or there may be something they don't like on it or something i'll be happy to take it back and correct whatever problems they have i haven't had any come back yet but 
They are 100% guaranteed. Now, we're talking about March right now, but anticipation of what we all think is going to be a great season, what color patterns seem to be really most in demand for you right now? Well, for the surface irons, it's my mackerels and my sardines um, are pretty much for the surface iron, but the yo-yo, the squids are going crazy. I have a red squid, a purple squid, a white spotted squid. Uh, those of you who know Danny Lynch and Pam Sharp sure. with um, with Fish Dope, uh, they absolutely love the spotted squid that I do. Um, it seems like the squids are probably the number one sellers on all the yo-yo irons. Now, I guess the question is, when we talked to you last year, you were barely able to make enough to satiate the demand that you had coming direct to you. Are you now able to produce enough jigs where we're going to start maybe finding some in the marketplace at the local dealers? Hopefully that'll come out soon. Right now, I am the only one doing it. So it's, it's, I've been working the last four months. Uh, I've been working 12 to 14 hours a day, seven days a week for about the last four months uh, to try to keep up with demand. Right now, I'm about six to eight weeks behind in orders for customers. So you did this uh, in order to uh, you know, give you some uh, extra spending cash to uh, go out and start fishing more and get out on the water. How's that working out for you? <laughs> it's not at all. Not at all. But I tell you, I, I absolutely love every second of what I do. I sit in my workshop. I get out there sometimes at 4.30 or 5 o'clock in the morning. I, I have a, my dish network set up out there. I turn on the TV. I watch TV all day. My wife brings me breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I, I absolutely, I love everything I'm, I've been doing. All right. We are speaking with Rich Whitaker from the Bait Wrap Company. And, Rich, I know you get a lot of testimonials. You probably get a lot of people that call you up and say, Rich, these jigs that you sent me have worked out well. Is there any one story that stands out that you've heard from someone getting back to you and just just telling you an amazing story about your product? Well, I, I, there, there's quite a few of them, but the one that stands out is a gentleman was going on a 14-day a trip, and he bought a bunch of my jigs, and he all he does is fish jigs. He's from Northern California. And he calls me from the boat, and he says, Rich, you won't believe what's happening. He goes, you got to meet me at the dock. So I go down to the dock, and he tells me the story about how he's fishing my yo-yo jig in, in a squid pattern. And then he would fish that for a half hour, and he said he was getting yellowtail almost every drop, which is kind of hard to believe. But anyways, this is his story. Then after that, he switched over to a painted jig, and he would get one about every 10 drops. Then after that, he would go back to it and start catching them over and over again. Then the skipper of the boat says, what are you using? And so he showed him and goes, what the hell is this thing? Nobody ever seen them before. And when I got down there, I just got bombarded by all the other anglers that wanted them, and they wanted to know where they could get them, how much they were, you know. And the skipper of the boat, he wanted to buy a bunch of them. So it's been pretty fantastic. Well, Rich, I guess the magic question is people want to find out more information about the bait wrap how they can get a hold of them, how they can get a hold of you and maybe talk about doing something. There may be a company out there that wants to really personalize a jig or something and, and make it theirs and maybe put a nice pattern on the front of it and a little logo or something on the back. I can presume you can do that. Where can people get a hold of you to get more information? Well, for right, I'm working on a website. That's not up yet. That'll probably be in a month or so. But uh, they can either call me at 714-396-1278 or they can find me on Facebook under Bait Wraps or Rich Whitaker. All right, Rich. Well, congratulations 
on coming up with a product that is really unique, dynamic, and seems to be catching on well. We wish you much success. And then the next time we uh, we talk to you, you're probably going to be uh, having a group of people working for you, and you're going to be able to get out on the water and test your product a little bit better. I hope so. All right, Rich. Hey, uh, this is Ron Real Radio from the Fred Hall Show. Uh, stay tuned. More to come, but we've got to take a commercial break. You're listening to us on AM 540 or at com. Stay tuned. More to come. Angler's Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics, McCoy line, Spro products, Gamakatsu hooks, G. Loomis fishing rods, Shimano products, Ovid reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Angler's Arsenal Tackle Store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top angler-tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their product. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ringed hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. And we're at the Fred Halt Show Ultimate Outdoor Experience here in Del Mar, walking around. We're seeing some of the folks that we know, some of the folks we haven't seen for a long time, but here's a good friend of Rod and Real Radio, Mr. Randy and Terry Huff from the Rockley System. Guys, how's the show going? Hey, John. Well, uh, we're just getting started. It looks like uh, it's going to be a fun time. Oh, it looks like it is. I know. Tell us a little about Long Beach. Long Beach was really good. Yeah, we had... Uh we had a big response at Long Beach, and uh, we, you know, pretty much promoted our our product and and also educated people on how they can recompress rockfish. Well, that's good. You know, a lot of people don't realize when you use uh, rock lease, you're supporting a family here because it's a husband and wife operation. And let me let me actually introduce everyone to the chief financial officer, the CEO, and the head of maintenance. <laughs> At the Rockley's factory, Terry. Terry, how you doing, ma'am? I'm, I'm doing good. Hey, I'm good. What was your reaction when Randy came up to you and said, "Hey, I'm going to come up with this whiz bang decompression device"? So he didn't start out with that plan. He just started trying to figure out how to do the saving the fish and found this solution and decided to go the uh, patent route. And uh, here we are. Okay, and Randy, the, the product's been on the market here for a few years. Tell us a little bit about the acceptance of it. And I, it seems like the product within the past years, the last time we talked to you, the past year or so, has really started gaining in leaps and bounds in acceptance, not only here in the West Coast, 
but all throughout the 48 and up in Alaska. Yep, that's uh, that's exactly what we're experiencing. The first three years, it gradually grew and gradually grew. But this fourth year, now that we're in, um, it has it has tripled in sales. Uh, we're seeing a lot a lot of people coming up. They're understanding uh, how the concept works and they're accepting it. And consequently, they're starting to become conservationists and and help release the rockfish or any fish with barrel trauma. Okay, just uh, for people that aren't familiar with the rock lease or haven't heard about it or have heard about it, not exactly what it's all about, just uh, quickly tell us the details on how the rock lease works. All right. The, uh, the whole concept is when you bring a fish up from depth that has no way to expel the gases as they expand, they float when they get to the surface, and they're... There's no way for them to get back down without assistance, and that's what our product does. It clamps onto the lip of the fish and sends it back down to depth with a weighted with a sinker on it, a weight. And when it gets to depth, you jerk on the rod and release the fish. The gases have recompressed at that point, and the fish is able to continue living. All right, you know, and that's something that's important because I think we've all been uh, uh, fishing for bottom fish, brought up smaller fish like little starlings, uh, not really finding them desirable, and there's nothing to do with them but try to let them get down and fend for themselves, and a lot of times that just uh, does not happen. No, it. most of the time it does not. Some of the, some of the species are a little stronger, and they can, they can get down, but I'd say the majority of them are, they're just sitting there floating on the surface, and they're going to be succumb to either the the temperature change, the the birds, possibly sharks and sea lions. So you're gonna if you can send them back down, they they got a chance to grow up, and then we can catch them again later. Now, Terry, in the past years, you've really had some dynamic things happening for the Rockleys. Just kind of outline some of the activities and some of the parts of the country that have come in and started asking questions and actually started using the Rockleys descending device. Well, uh, when we were at ICAST last year, um, we met several people, and we met a gentleman from Canadian Outdoors magazine. He's an editor. And he's also a Cabela's, what do we call him? He's a Cabela's rep. No, he's actually a Cabela's. He's on their staff. He's a pro staff with Cabela's. And uh, he uh, took our device and he tested it on the crappie in the area in Canada that he fishes, which have the problem of barotrauma. And so he used it and he said it worked great. So we got a real nice little write-up in their uh, 215, where their uh, conservation tool of the year. For 215 in their magazine, which they have a pretty large subscribership. It was like several million people see their magazine. So we've seen some activity on our website. So hopefully we'll, you know, see some things coming out of that. And uh, we had someone from Saskatchewan, Canada. Uh, They're going to be using our device on walleye and see how it works on the walleye. All right. And Randy, you were mentioning also uh, you've had some activity from the East Coast. Yeah, actually, we went out when we, we drove to ICAST in Florida. And we got there early so we could schedule a fishing trip and test the device on some of the uh, bigger species that have the same problem. And, and they're also, they have a really limited season. So, and they catch these fish periodically. And they, we're talking 15, 20-pound fish. And, they, and 
they have to let them go, and they cannot get back down on their own. So we tested it on those fish, and we tested it on some of their smaller species, and it all it worked out really well. And uh, and uh, the response from the captain was great. But, you know, uh, I think the East Coast is a little slow to coming on this uh, fish descender deal. I'm getting a better response, I think, right now on the West Coast. But they're promoting it more and more with their uh, Florida Fish and Wildlife. Right. Now, Terry, Alaska has proved to be an extremely strong market for you. Yes. Why is that? Well, in uh, southeast Alaska, they actually mandate that all charter vessels have to have a descending method on their boat. So they don't have to use ours, but they can just have a method there. And we've found several of the people between the lodges and people we've met here at the show, they have uh, got our product on their boats and they're using it, on, and, and it's working for them. And what, uh, what species do they use them on in Alaska? Uh, they're mainly using it on the yellow, yellow eye. Uh, they get those big, giant, huge yellow eye. Uh, they're limited. You can only ha- catch one in a year if you're, I think, a visitor. It's uh, not very many, and then I think even the regular people are limited in what they can catch. So uh, if they get them, they need to put them back down. Okay. Well, what's in store for the Rockleys? We're, we're talking about, uh, you know, March of 2014. Uh, can you project ahead and, and tell us a little bit about what's going to be happening with the Rockleys descending device? Yeah, I think, uh, I think we're going to focus a little bit more on freshwater largemouth bass. And I don't know that much about it, but... Uh, We had good success at Table Rock Lake in Missouri, and we're hoping that maybe we'll show up at some of these big events that they have, like the Bassmaster Classic or or FLW, and try to introduce the idea to to where the people that are fishing the freshwater bass, where they experience barrel trauma, we're going to hopefully get them to start using the devices, because they've the freshwater people have are the ones that started the catch and release idea in the first place. So I'm sure that they're going to be all all for this uh, recompression. All right, and Terry, if people are interested or need to find out more about the rock lease descending device, uh, they can't find it in their local area. Where can they go to get information? They can look on our website at www.ecoleaser, that's E-C-O-L-E-E-S-E-R.com, and we have links to our retailers, and we're going to be updating our website here shortly because we do have a couple new retailers that we're going to be putting on there. Okay, well, Terry and Randy Hupp, they are from Ecoleasers, and it, they are the manufacturers of the Rocklease descending device. Hey, thanks for bringing a great product on the market. I wish you much success here at the show and into 2014. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, John. All right. Hey, we're moving on. Uh, We'll be talking to you with more live interviews from the Fred Hall Show. All right. We're still walking around the Del Mar Show, seeing a lot of old friends. And one of the people uh, that we ran into were the folks that run Lake Jennings in the East County of San Diego. Lake Jennings is a great recreational experience. And we have with us Kira Haley and Byron Richardson. And Byron, we're going to start off with you at Lake Jennings. How's the fishing been over there this year? The fishing's been excellent. Um, Our trout season has been great. We've teamed up with Turner's Outdoors, and every month we've been doing the largest fish uh, of the month contest, and they award that winner with uh, a new rod and reel combo. So that's been a great and exciting new program that we can offer at Lake Jennings. And with the trout season winding down, we're gearing up for our catfish season. 
and we stock uh, 10,000 pounds of catfish, and you can fish till midnight, so that's an awesome program. You can bring your personal boat, you can have a rental boat, you can fish from shore. All you need is a lantern, a full-size lantern to fish at night at Lake Jennings. And, uh, yeah, the fishing's been excellent. Can't wait to see what happens this summer. Well, you know, uh, Lake Jennings is always known for its great trout fishing, Mm -hmm. especially so close to town. But also, you get the bass fishermen come out there because there are some bruiser big bass out there. And that is true. Uh, Right now, the bass are on the spawn. And so um, you can find them on their nest, and you can they're in the structure all over the lake, and now's a good time to get out there and get the bass right now at Lake Jennings. All right. Hey, we're going to come on up back over to Kara Haley. And Kara, you know, when people think about Lake Jennings, I think most people just think about it as a lake with a fishing experience. Come over there and picnic, bring the kids, have a great time. But Lake Jennings is a two-pronged fishing experience. And tell us about what Lake Jennings has to offer that a lot of people might not think of. Absolutely. Well, we do have a full campground. Uh, we have 98 spaces. We have full, full hookups, partial hookups, and regular tent sites. We have a group area as well, so all you Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts, come on out and see us. Um, all of our information can be found online at lakejennings.org. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to give us a call as well. Um, it's a really, really exciting place to be. Uh, you feel like you are just um, you know, in the wilderness, but in all reality, you're really close to town. Now, this time of the year, when it comes to camping, is that camping seven days a week, or is it over the weekend, or tell us about that? Absolutely. We are open year-round. We're open 365 days a year. Uh, our camping in the middle of the week is a little bit slower. We are getting booked up on weekends. We're sold out for the next couple weekends. But um, give us a call a little bit in advance on the weekends, and we'll get you a great site. Now, not only do you have great camping facilities, but then do you have facilities associated with that that people can use, like the restrooms and the um, uh, multi-purpose rooms and everything like that. Absolutely. We have our pavilion, which is in the center of the campground. We have foosball and ping pong in there. We do our arts and crafts in there as well. Sometimes we have fishing programs in there. We have fishing university every Saturday at the bait and tackle shop as well. We have a great, beautiful playground. Uh, it's shaped like a boat. It's wonderful. Um, it's a pretty new addition, and uh, it's been great. It's a great place for the kids to hang out. You know, I know the Fishing University was uh, one of those events that you, Mark, started over there, and it's good to see you keeping that tradition. Tell us, what does the Fishing University consist of? Absolutely. Well, at 10 a.m. every Saturday at the Bait and Tackle Shop, all you have to do is check in, and our rangers will lead you through um, exactly what you need to learn about fishing in order to fish our lake in particular. You know, there's a little bit of tips and tricks in order to have a good day out at our lake, and they'll be happy to teach you at whatever level you're, you know, looking for. All right. We'll come back over here to uh, Byron. Uh, Byron, uh, tell us the procedure of checking in to Lake Jennings uh, and the hours that the lake's open and and all that information. Okay, so the lake uh, right now is open 6 a.m. to 5 p.m., and that's for the recreation facility, the boat launches, the boat rentals, and the fishing like that. Um, And then if you go to the other side of our facility where the campground's located, you can fish from the shoreline there every day of the week from 7.30 a.m. to 5 o'clock p.m. And um, so there's two sections of our facility. There's the campground and the lake. Um, And so we offer both avenues for people to recreate right now right now is lake jennings to open to the public for fishing seven days a week yes it is um lake jennings is open for fishing seven days a week but only from the campground the the lake uh, side is only open friday saturday and sunday that's where you can uh, launch your personal boat you can uh, rent a boat and um the bait and tackle shop to get all that products that we sell there is only open friday saturday and sunday Okay, now, uh, 
since Lake Jennings is not run like Santee Lakes or anything else like that, you do need a fishing license and a few other things to fish there. That is correct. You do need a California State fishing license, and then on top of that, you need to stop at the bait and tackle shop and purchase your permit. Now, if you're fishing from the campground, you stop at the check-in station, and we'll be happy to sell you a fishing permit and direct you where to go through the campground to access the best fishing spots. Well, that's the thing that we always promote at Angler's Arsenal. People are asking us, where are the best places to fish? We get some input from the fishermen that come in and out of the shop, but you're the guys that really have the info, and if the people avail themselves of the information you have, you're always happy to share it. Exactly. If you come track down a ranger or any one of our staff, we'll be happy to assist you in your fishing needs, whatever. If you're going for bass, trout, catfish, bluegill, um, we do have a lot of panfish there that people get excited about catching. Um, so just stop one of us and ask us, and we'll direct you on what the best method to catch Um the specific species you're going after. Right. You know, Kira, uh, uh, Hugh Marks really helped put Lake Jennings in the limelight like a lot of people see it today. Uh, he brought more fish in than just uh, bass and trout, brought in wipers. How are some of those other species doing in the lake right now? Absolutely. Uh, the wipers we haven't seen a whole lot of. Um, we imagine there's still some in the lake, um, but only a few have ever been caught. Uh, we brought in a lot of lightning trout last year and uh, even more this year, and so that's something that we'll probably continue to do. It's made a lot of people happy, and it's exciting and fun. Uh, because our lake is so clear, you can see down about 50 feet right now. Okay. Uh, you can see all the fish swimming around, and the lightning trout are really easy to pick out, and so it makes it a little bit more wow, fun. Wow, that's exciting. Do you think that the lake is deep enough that during the, su- uh, southern, uh, during the summer months you get a lot of holdover trout in the lake? Um, you know, I'm not sure exactly how much holdover we get. Uh, we do stock about 28,000 pounds of trout a year, and so um, I don't think we'll ever really have a trout shortage in the lake. Uh, it is about a, a little over than uh, than 140 feet in depth, and so um, I would imagine some do hang out down there. It depends on the temperatures, though, of course. You know, one of the species that there is a lot of people fishing for here in San Diego are catfish, you know, and you think about, uh, you know, Lake Hodges and El Capitan and Otai, but there are some horrendous catfish in Lake Jennings. Absolutely. Just last year, uh, we had a gentleman catch a 71.3 pound catfish in wow. our lake. It nice. broke our lake record. And um, this year, we'll stock about 10,000 pounds, probably a little bit more than that. And uh, we hope that there, somebody comes out and catches an even bigger one this year. All right. Byron, you know, a lot of people also interested in night fishing, a big uh, time thing in San Diego. You don't necessarily have to come to Lake Jennings to fish in a tournament. Lake Jennings will be offering night fishing. Can you tell us a little bit about that program? That is correct. So Friday and Saturday nights is when we typically have our night fishing uh, season. So um, you'll come in and uh, you can fish till midnight. You just need to bring a full-size lantern. Um, you can fish from your boat. You can bring a re- you can get a rental boat, and you can fish from shore. And a lot of people um, choose mackerel to fish with, just toss out a chunk of mackerel hang out you know the summer months are pretty warm at night it, you cool off and it's just a all-around great place to bring your family and your friends and have a good time for sure when will that night fishing program start so that starts uh, may 22nd and we'll run through september 7th all right well carrie you've uh, really informed us a lot of things about happening at lake jennings that we uh, weren't aware of but if people miss something or they want to you know get in touch with you find out about the amenities look at some pictures where's the best place to go uh they can go to our website at www.lakejennings.org you can also call us at the campground at 619-390-1623 we'd be happy to answer any questions you might have all right uh kira uh, kira haley 
and Byron Richardson from uh, Lake Jennings. Thanks a lot for being with us, okay? We look forward to seeing you on the water. Thank you. See you there. All right. Take care. Thank you so much. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect. Finally, a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. When you're out fishing this year, there's two ways to be a hero. You can help save lives by making sure everyone on your boat wears a life jacket. And with the drought conditions, you can help save water. Because every drop we save is another drop out there for us and our fish. So be a hero, on the water and off. There's lots of ways to conserve, and there are lots of life jackets designed especially for anglers. To learn more about being a hero, take your hero quiz at BoatCalifornia.com. A message from the California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hey everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fishing Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. Well, Wendy, we're wandering around the Fred Hall Show here. It's always great to see new products, and you have brought to my attention a product which right now is the most dynamic product I think I've seen here at the show. You know, I'm over here at the Taddy Booth, and it's wonderful. I've, I've come across Cortland Babcock III, and he's, he's the inventor of Jigskins. Jigskins. Cortland, welcome to Rod and Reel Radio. Well, thank I appreciate you having me. I came all the way from South Carolina, so I'm glad it's uh, worth my while. Jigskins is a catchy name, but as we see here and look at this product, it's really a dynamic product. 
tell us a little bit about it. Well, it's a basically in its in its simplest form is a shrink wrap that can be made in any color, utilizing all of the key features that fishermen look for today, from glow to UV, holographic foils in any color, as well as now in debate fish images. It will fit anything from the smallest lead head up through old wooden lures, new wooden lures, plastic lures. Pretty much 90% of the existing tackle that's sold today and has been sold for the last 50 years can utilize jig skins. Well, let's talk a little about the inception, how you came along with this, because this is really an ingenious product. We're going to get into a little more of the technical part of it here in a minute, but tell us a little bit about your background and, and how you came up with the product. A uh, little unpopular here. I'm born and raised on the East Coast, so I've battled with you guys a little bit today. <laughs> but grew up surf fishing on the New Jersey shore, and nobody has more old, tired lures than a surf fisherman on the Jersey shore. Um, Moved about 15 years ago down to South Carolina where we do a lot of wreck and reef fishing. So the leads and metals that we use get really beat up, and that's how how this started about four years ago. I bought a brand-new name-brand bucktail lure, went out for half a day of fishing, and by the end of the day, there was no paint left on it brought that lure home and realized that along with the hundreds of other lures that were currently in my garage not getting use, that there had to be a way that I could make functional tackle that was still good for use. I had to, there had to be a way to make it look pretty and make it, you know, so that the fish would bite that lure again. So here in Southern California, Taddy Lures is the number one jig that guys want to use for yellowtail and stuff and so for for the guys that for our listeners you can relate by you know you're throwing your taddy you've been bit tons of times the paint's been chipped off and there's no more paint well what do you do with it yeah it swims nice and that's your favorite lure so why not wrap it with the jig skins it it, it seems the way to use now tell us a little bit about the mechanics and how this product works and you have to realize we're on radio can't show it so you got to be fairly descriptive but this is really neat i think we can do it have you as you've seen the aha moment comes when you actually see it go into the water and right. if it, it is as simple as that i i don't have a magic potion in this bucket here it is literally boiling water you can boil it on your stove in a metal pot tap water campfire on a stove heat gun I mean, there's so many ways that you can do it, but the long story short is any safe form of heat can shrink jig skins, and it will fit 100% conforming to every lure that's on the market today. Okay, so when we see this product on the shelf, what does it look like? And tell me, how does it go from becoming what we see in the package to being covering an old lure? Well, I mean, that's the beauty of it. You the unfortunate thing is, as it hangs in the package, most fishermen don't know what it is because, as you've seen, you've been in the fishing industry for a long time, there's really nothing else like it in the market. So when people see it hanging on the wall, they're a little bit unsure as to what it is. So it will hang flat in a package, typically with multiple skins, either of the same species in a different size or you know in a mixed package, so you'll get a range of colors of something. So if you were fish Taddy 45s, you could buy just the ones that fit that size, maybe in a range of colors. So you bring them home, and it is absolutely as simple as a pair of scissors and boiling water. Obviously, you want to be safe. You're dealing with hot water. So, you know, maybe an oven mitt if you're a little dangerous in the kitchen. But 
that's that's the extent of it. You can go on my website at jigskins.com. You can see a three-minute quick tutorial. You can delve into some of the more pro-tip videos to get some tips, you know, since I've been shrinking them for four years. But, I mean, you can ask your counterpart here. She's seen me shrink them a couple of times. I mean, it really is an easy process This here. is, you know, the basics behind the process is you can take a jig and you can put it inside this wrap. It's like a, I want to say, like a cellophane wrapper. I know it's something more than that. The wrapper itself has a beautiful photographic fish image on it. You measure up the wrapper to the length of the lure. You put your lure inside the wrapper. And then you're using over here just a pot of boiling water. You just take the lure with a wrapper around it. It fits really loose. You put it instantly into that boiling water. And that that wrapper shrinks to the contour of the lure, and but the deal is that it, it shrinks only from the diameter. It doesn't shrink from the length, and that that's the real exciting part of it. Yeah, well, you know, we like we don't like to use the word magic that often, but <laughs> <laughs> but we can't really think of a better way to put it. It's I incredible. mean, you know, every shape. I've got a popper, a small uh, Halco popper here in my hand, and you can. I mean, right over the eye recess from the fatness of the of the mouth of the lure to the skinniness of the neck all the way to the taper on the tail of it, the, the skin doesn't care what what size the lure is. You well, know, the, the, the Valco popper just it, is, is almost like a figure eight type of thing. And what the shrink wrap does is in this particular lure, you have like a bulbous head and it shrinks very slender coming down from the head and then gets fat again into the body and then shrinks and tapers down almost nothing into the tail. And we've watched Jason here. He's taken the shrink wrap, and it fits the lure exactly. It looks like it was custom-made for the lure. And I've, you know, the range of lures that are sitting here in front of us, we have everything from very large product that you would use for giant trevally or bluefin tuna. So for the traveling angler, I've... You know, with baggage fees getting so expensive, I'll go to Panama once or twice a year to go fishing. I used to bring a 15-pound jig bag with me because I needed every jig in every color just in case. Now I bring a handful of jigs with jig skins, and I can literally, while we're making dinner, I can change the color of all of my jigs. I just tell them to leave, you know, put a pot of hot water on. You can you can do this anywhere. Um, I've had your long-range fishermen here could probably benefit from it quite a bit. I had someone tell me that they were down at Clipperton a year or two ago, and yellow was the hot color. And they burned through all their the two or three yellow jigs that they had. Now, if they had packed, you know, a couple sleeves of skins, they literally could have made any color jig that they had that color just for the time that they needed it. When they got back to San Diego or wherever they came from, they could slice it off. There's no adhesive, no detrimental effect to the lure underneath it. So you can literally put these on a brand new lure off the shelf, buy a blue lure, and make it green tomorrow and have it back to blue the next day. And it does not affect the swimmability of those lures either. Cortland had a great example. You know, right now the yellowtail have been biting and, and they've, been, they've been eating a ton of red crabs. So I'm throwing a mint green, which, you know, is real popular, or a scrambled egg out here for yellowtail. But these fish, I've noticed, are coughing up red crabs. Well, I don't have a red lure in my in my tackle box, and all the local stores are out of red yeah. lures, red red jigs. So you can easily wrap your jig in red and have it right there. Wow. The, the big question that I get asked most when people see this is, okay, that's pretty cool, that's neat, but 
how long do they last? And that's something that I like to tell people. You know, this is a product that I'd like to say retails for around a dollar a skin and two dollars for the lifelike image. I could give any artist any amount of time to draw a picture suitable to these lifelike images, and they couldn't do it. It just can't be done. So my my resounding answer to anyone that wants to question the durability of the product is I absolutely feel that you will get your money's worth. Whether it's a dollar for the colored ones or two dollars for the lifelike ones, there's really no other way to do what we're doing with this product. And if anyone is ever dissatisfied with it, I will happily give you your money back or the retail location that you bought it from will happily give it back. At the end of the day, we want happy customers and you either buy into this concept or you don't buy into it. But I think you can both say from seeing it firsthand that there's definitely something to it. Well, I like the idea, too, that you had wrapped one of the lures. And let's say you've used the lure, you want to go to a different color. You were just able to easily just zip the wrap off, get another image, get another color, put it back on the lure, dip it in the water, and now you've got a completely different colored lure. The cool thing about it is you don't have to cut the other one off. You can go right on top of that. Yeah. So... Man, I'm making the world a lot more difficult than it really is. Sometimes I'll go fishing with one lure, and I'll put four or five wraps on it, and as they get chewed up, because only the surface wrap gets uh, degraded, I'll slice that one off, and I'll actually never change lures the entire day. I just keep cutting the one skin off after the other one. That's awesome. Or if you don't feel like bringing a lot of tackle, you could put a red, green, and a blue one on the same lure, and if they're not eating the red one, cut the red off and you got a blue. If you're not, you know, so for a couple of bucks a piece, you can really do a lot of cool things. Not to mention the other part that it's absolutely, it's fun. I mean, to take all yeah. of the old tackle that you never are going to use again, whether you donate it to some kids that you want to get into fishing, whether you spend an afternoon with your grandkids doing it more like an art project, you know, whether you clip eyeballs off of one and put it on the scale pattern of the other. You can do things with these that you would never... You would never buy a lure that had the fish pattern upside down on it, right? Right. How do you know that that's not really the magic ticket, <laughs> right? Yeah. You just, you just don't know. For a dollar a piece, you know, that's the other thing. I'm not a creative person. I have no artistic ability whatsoever. But once I made these and once I started messing around with them, I've really come to understand fishing a whole lot better because I'm willing to try new things because it doesn't cost me a lot of money and I can change my mistakes immediately for a dollar or two a piece. So it's I feel like it's made me ultimately a better fisherman trying to figure out, you know, maybe there's something else to it. I, I make them with giant eyeballs on them. You know, the squid patterns that are coming out. I mean, the fish worldwide, you could literally go fishing with one lure in your bag. Everything eats a, eats a squid. So, you know, it's it's an exciting thing for me, and it's exciting to be here and to see people's reaction to the product. Well, it has been exciting. Now, when these come into the stores, what will the f- fishermen have available to them in your product? What will you be, how will you be packaging these up? I've settled on eight different sizes of product, and it will cover about 95% of the lures made pretty much size-wise from anything down from an AVA 007, which is smaller than a pencil, literally, right. up to the bigger, you know, giant jolly, or, uh, GT lures and bluefin tuna and that sort of things. The majority of your jigs are going to fit into one of two sizes, either a size 2 or a size 3. So what I find that most fishermen are doing is they're buying, if they're a jig fisherman, they're going to buy a pack of jig 
size jig skins, and that's how it would be packaged. There might be five different colors of something in that size. So if you say, I don't fish for GT or I don't fish for bluefin tuna, you don't have to buy that product. Um, the At the end of the day, what I think is going to happen and what I've seen is that they'll actually be sold almost individually. That at the shop, there'll be a counter, you know, a Plano box behind the counter, and they'll literally peel them People off pick a, at, pick a, at a bucket piece. Like. There's so many possibilities for the patterns, the sizes, the shapes, that the skew count is going to be fairly large at the end of the day. Um, so that, that, to me, as a production, on the production side of it. Well, Wendy... I think you found a winner here. I think so. I love it. I'm excited, and I can't wait to try it. All right. Hey, you know, uh, Cortland Babcock? Yes, sir. How can people find out more information about this product if they uh, want to start looking for it? Well, you can go to Jigskins, J-I-G-S-K-I-N-Z.com. There's a lot of videos, how-tos, some cool fishing videos from my exploits around the world. Obviously, Taddy, one of the greatest West Coast surface irons you've, you've got. You can contact Taddy and Taddy's retailers as well. All right. Cortland Babcock, Jigskins. Wendy, thanks a lot for bringing this to our attention. Great product. Thank you, and thank you, Cortland. Thanks for having me. Oh, good luck, Cortland. Hey, this is Rod and Reel Radio on AM540 or at rodandreelradio.com. Stay tuned. More to come from the Fred Hall Show. We'll be back with you right after these messages. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Captain Chris Randall from Chief Sports Fishing. And Captain Chris, tell us about what's happening on the Chief now that the tuna season is upon us. It's here and it's time to go on the Chief. For those of you who are not familiar with the vessel, she's an 85 by 24 deluxe sport fisher that offers a wide variety of open party trips ranging from one to five days in length. We're also available for private group charters. The Chief's onboard anemones include a fully remodeled galley with comfortable seating for 25, twin flat screen TVs with hundreds of movies, two roomy indoor heads with fresh hot water showers, stateroom and open berthing areas, an impressively large deck area, 200 scoop bait capacity, we have twin six ton spray brine fish holds to keep your catch fresh, and our professional courteous crew will go the extra mile to make your trip a memorable one. To view our schedule, log on to H&M Landing at www 
www.hmlanding.com or feel free to give them a call at 619-222-1144. You can also follow us on Facebook and at our webpage at chiefsportfishing.com. Angler's Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics, McCoy line, Spro products, Gamakatsu hooks, G. Loomis fishing rods, Shimano products, Ovid reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Angler's Arsenal Tackle Store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. Yeah, walking the uh, Fred Hall Show over here in Del Mar. Great to see a lot of friends. You walk into people I haven't seen for a long time. Some people I haven't seen for a year. And I'm with my good friend, Phil Friedman. Phil, how you doing? John, I'm doing great. And it is so good to see you as always, my friend. You know, sit, sitting here talking about old friends. We're, we're sitting here chatting, and all of a sudden, Harold Davis comes by. And, boy, we're, in, we're talking about surgeries. We're talking about boats. We're talking about albacore. I mean, you want to talk fishing this is the place to be yeah and there's so many guys harold's just one of many great guys you can run into around here i've run into four or five or six people in the last hour including you my friend and <laughs> and there's all the old stories john Rowe from friends of rollo oh yeah we go back 40 years when we were both decking and redondo is in high school and so john and i've known each other for a long time and so many other great people so part of what makes the fred hall show such a wonderful experience well let's talk a little bit of what we were talking to harold about and uh, you know a lot of people are saying well you're expecting a a great fishing season so that means we're going to have uh, yellowtail probably have yellowfin we're going to have all kinds of great fishing out here but are we going to have albacore and, and what's your thought on that i don't think so john and you can take what i'm saying and just throw it right out the window because you know how that is trying to predict in this game but the water is very very warm and albacore are a cooler water loving tuna that's 63.5 degree water i remember being up in the bridge of the searcher when i was a kid Jacking for Frank Lepreste and that 63.5, man, I could see that come up there and he'd say, yeah, that, that's what we're looking for. And, you know, you'll catch them up into 70, but you get much warmer than that. And they are uncomfortable and they're looking for some cold water. And they're probably going to encounter that far north of us again this year, maybe up in another state. They're going to and, and so I would imagine we're going to be dealing with tropical type fish. We'll, we'll have the yellowtail, but yellowfin tuna, dorado, maybe that blue marlin. In our waters again, maybe that crazy wahoo fishing that went on, and all that spectacular type of fishing that we had last year. I know the sports fishing industry here is just set up, wanting to do it. We can tell here, day at the docks, you know, you've got uh, uh, that that uh, program is going to be starting up in April, and boy, I think they're going to have a record turnout for that, and. Uh, I think the, the landings are going to have a record turnout this year. Well, I think you're pointing out that the enthusiasm is palpable at these shows and throughout the industry. You can feel the electricity in the air at many of the landings because people are just excited about what's to come and what they've already seen. And if it's anything like 2014 was, it should be another spectacular year. We've certainly not had a, 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 any kind of a, a ceasing, if that's a word, the fishing has not stopped this year. There's been no season, no beginning, no end, or anything it else really like hasn't. that. really hasn't, yeah. Now, down here in San Diego, we've had the local charter boats going out and just punishing the fish. The three-quarter day boats. You know, we're, 
We're sitting here talking to the Fred Hall Show, and people want to come by and saying hello to Phil. He's got a great booth over here, Phil. I, I don't know. I'm just. I feel bad about taking you away from your audience. Oh uh, no! Hey, seeing you, John, is a part of uh, a good thing. That was a guy that listens to our Spanish radio show over on AM six ninety, and it's good to see all our friends there. Hey, you know. Something I heard floating around here, a rumor, and maybe we could talk about that just a little bit. Dave Hansen said that you're not allowed to take bluefin tuna in Mexican waters right now. So guess who comes walking by? A guy from the Secretary of uh, Pesca yes. in Mexico. So I said, hey, Victor, tengo que hablar contigo. And he told me, absolutely, you can take bluefin tuna. So this is what he's telling me straight from the Secretary's office in Ensenada. He said that restriction is a commercial-based restriction right. and that sport fish, bluefin tuna are okay. So some breaking news perhaps on your show because I guess it's all over the place that you can't take bluefin. And according to the secretary's office, you can. Now, here in U.S. waters, I think we're still at 10 until, what, about July 1st or something? Do you know what that date is? Boy, I don't. Osborne would know over there. We yeah. should yell. You want me to yell over at him? Or, no, uh, that's all right. I, I, I think, think it's that. before that, to be honest with you, but I could be wrong. Okay, and what is the limit at Mexican waters? Is that still uh, five up there? I think they're going to a two limit now. Yeah, they're going yeah, to go to a two limit also, yeah. And so, it may very well be that right now. But, but you but are allowed you to take, take something, it. yeah, yeah. You know, and then I think it's the yellowfin that's probably still at a five per day. Yeah, I believe that yellowfin will stay that way. There's no issue with regard to the health of that fishery. That seems to be a really good I'm going to have to bone up a little bit on that because you that's going to be an issue we're going to be facing here real soon, I think. Right, and I, uh, you know, Dave Hansen was the one who told me about it. He's giving a seminar behind us right now. And he said, you know, you're not allowed to take bluefin tin. I go, wow, I didn't hear that. And then there was somebody else there, oh, Osborne said, yeah, no, you're not allowed to. And then, as I say, Victor walked up from the second. I go, hey, you're just the guy I want to see. And I asked, and he said, absolutely are allowed to take bluefin in Mexican well, waters right now. I've also understood that there's been some easement on the visa restriction from fishermen starting off on the U.S. side, going into Mexican waters, not touching land, and coming on back. Have you heard any? I have not heard anything, and that's something else I should take up with the secretary. It wouldn't surprise me. I can tell you uh, that the secretary, and he's a guy named Matias Arjona, um, he was fed up last year when Mexico said no fishing the pens, and then there was this continued fishing the pens, and he's still angry about that. I can tell you. So as a word of advice to all our fellow fishermen, if there is something that comes out of Mexico, we should respect our neighbors to the south. I do it because I have a lot of cultural ties. I, I lived in the country for a long time. I have that all going on. If you're a fisherman and concerned about your fishing rights, you probably should just do it because there may come a time where they get really sick of it and say, you know what, I think we're just going to quit fishing in our waters for six months or some period of time. So I know he is a guy, uh, and I'm not trying to put words in his mouth, but I've had enough conversations with him face-to-face where he is rightfully upset about some of the incursions that took place last year. And whether anything comes to that this year or not, I think will depend on the behavior of guys that are fishing And this is an individual that's a sportsman and a fisherman himself. Yeah, absolutely. He loves to fish. Uh, He was out fishing with Kiko Vega several times. So he was the governor of Baja California Norte. So, yeah, he's into it. He loves the whole fishing thing. All right. Well, hey, let's talk about the middle of March right now. Uh, Out of the Long Beach landings, the L.A. landings, uh, well, what's happening up there right yeah, now? Yeah, I'll tell you. You know, there's still some outstanding fishing going on. You look at San Clemente Island and 
it's a little bit up and down, but with this Santa Ana condition that we just had in this warm weather, the yellow started to bite again. Call it 20 to 60, 70 yellows per boat. Back that up with some excellent rock fishing going on over there, some big bonita, little smattering of barracuda. I haven't seen a ton of the toothy critters this year, but a little bit of that. And overall, excellent fishing. Catalina, some pretty good yellowtail fishing going on over there. Lots of rockfish also there. A little bit of calico bass. That bite's been very, very good. And there's been a few guys who have snuck out to the Little Island. Breaking news for your fans here on Rod and Reel Radio. And I've got, I got the green light, so I get to talk about this because it was two weeks ago when a friend of mine went to Santa Barbara Island. No kidding. And just really raked the yellowtail over the coals and i said am i allowed to put this out he said not yet i need a couple more trips out there so he said go for it and uh it was corroded with nice big yellows at santa barbara island now if you're a private boater uh and you want to go to santa barbara island uh what are some of the landings you should be looking at to launch out of you know redondo's one that's a real easy shot a lot of like oxnard's a pretty easy shot not too bad to run out of long beach and and uh san pedro either you know you you're only i'm gonna say if i remember and i fish commercially out in that neck of the woods probably 15 18 miles from the west end of catalina island so if you get to santa barbara i always remember if we were fishing for surface stuff and it dried up at santa barbara you could make that run back to the west end and get to the backside there and fish west cove and areas like that but not that far and all those landings are fairly accessible 40-mile run, 50-mile run, somewhere in that neighborhood. Well, one of the secrets that I've heard here being at the show, one of the great reasons why it's, you, know, you should go to any of these shows, is that where last week, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about uh, yo-yoing and uh, how that was the way to get them. All of a sudden now, there's a big run on surface irons, and apparently these yellowtail are eating the surface irons. Yeah, you know, they're starting to act like springtime fish, John. Absolutely right. They're up on the surface. They're crashing around. You're seeing them under the birds, and that's when you get to fish the surface iron. And there's nothing more exciting than that visual part of a surface iron. When you see a yellowtail come up and blow out on your jig, it's so exciting to see that and to feel that at the end of your line. And you're absolutely right. It sounds like that fish is starting to switch over and bite both the yo-yo, but now biting that surface iron also. Well, I think we're seeing the excitement here at the shows, and when Day at the Docks comes up in a few weeks, we'll be seeing it there. People are just energized. The landings are energized. There's just... Even when we're talking to Harold Davis over there, he's energized. He's He's got a new arm. He wants to go out there and, and give it a try. <laughs> I agree. It, it, it really is, and it... it it extends into the surf fishing thing. I mean, I look out there now with a whole different, like, man, I wonder, you know, what kind of a cool fish we might catch today. And, you know, go down there on the high tide and throw my crocodile for a few hours, and one never knows what you're going to catch. It really is an exciting period in sport fishing here in Southern California. Perhaps, maybe, John, the best ever. It really has been that great. Compared to last season, if you can say next season is going to be the best ever, Boy, do we have something to look forward to. Oh, my God. If we can say it's going to be half as good, it, we have something to look forward to. You look at all the crazy things that went on last year. Wahoo, blue marlin, whale sharks, tremendous yellowfin tuna fishing, tremendous bluefin tuna fishing. Bonita are back. That great species of fish that I think is the gateway fish to kids into sword fishing. You hook a kid on a bonita and let him tug on a bonita, and that's it. It's over with. They're hooked. Well, and, Phil, and we get all that. We want to keep up with what you're doing because I know you go in so many different directions at one time. How's the best way to go about doing it? John, thank you so much. www.pfomedia.com. 
and you get in tune with everything you need there or PFO on Facebook. Or for our Spanish-speaking friends, we're on Saturdays and Sundays. At the name of the show is Aventuras al Aire Libre, and that's 6 to 7 a.m. on AM 690, Aventuras al Aire Libre on Facebook also. Now, you're making a Herculean effort on that show because, if I'm not mistaken, you're going to broadcast live Saturday and Sunday, then you'll come up here and do this show. I'll tell you, we're running all over the place, and then I'm supposed the farm workers in San Quentin sent a message up to the gringo to come and be on and stand on the strike lines with them, and I'm contemplating doing that. It's a little tense down there. My source down there says he'll let oh, me yeah? know if it's good enough to do it, but I was going to show solidarity with the, the farm workers down there and take a run down there on Monday, perhaps. So if you don't hear from me again, <laughs> it'll, be, it, it'll be on Caesar it, Chavez then. It means so. that you're actually doing something that pays money. You're working in the field? <laughs> exactly. I'm getting out of the fishing business for a change. Exactly. Phil, thanks a lot for being with us, giving up some of your time. Appreciate it. And we'll be talking to you next Sunday on Rod Real Radio. John, always a pleasure to see you, my friend, and my best to everybody out there in the listening audience. Hey, that's the voice, Phil Friedman, with the Phil Friedman Report. What the heck is Phil thinking? Heard about it all tonight. Hey, we'll be back on Rod Real Radio. Got to take a couple of messages right now, but we'll be back after this. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ringed hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. I am a heroic angler. I can bait a hook with my eyes closed, cast to a spot the size of a dime, and reel in the biggest monsters of the depths. And not only do I make sure everyone on my boat wears a life jacket, I make sure we're saving water. Because every drop we save means more water for our fish. And there's nothing I wouldn't do for a fish, except kiss one. Well, there was that one time, but I don't kiss and tell. Take your hero quiz at BoatCalifornia.com. A message from the California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. As we uh, tour the Fred Hall show here in Del Mar, we stop by the Bloody Decks booth over here, and we see Ali Husseini. We want to say hello to him. Ali Husseini, CEO of BD Outdoors. Welcome to Ron Real Radio. Hey, John. Thanks for having me on. It's great. You know, uh, uh, Bloody Decks, a lot of the people that are new to the sport, uh, you know, it's old and established, but there was a, a time you started off somewhere. Tell us about the evolution of Bloody Decks. Um, we started out in like 2003 as just sort of a resource for local fishermen to share information. Uh, there was a couple of other forums at the time that were really big, and they didn't like us so much, and they kind of didn't give you much freedom of speech. And we actually ended up getting booted off of a couple of them, really for nothing, just telling the truth and calling things the way they were. And that uh, that got my partner Jason a little ticked off, and he you know basically took his ball and started his own forum. And then I came along a couple of months later, and uh, I had a marketing background, and I owned a screen printing and embroidery company. So I started, I, I loved it. I loved it. We could say whatever we, were want, we wanted. We had a bunch of hardcore guys. We all shared info. And the real goal, for the most part, was, you know, share information. So when we went offshore fishing, we, we could all network, you know, just like a code group. And nobody was wasting fuel. Nobody was wasting time. And it, we all helped each other out. It kind of, kind of grew into be a family. Now. Was this just a San Diego or Southern California phenomenon it or what? It started San Diego, then it kind of moved up north, 
And, uh, you know, three, four years ago, I'd say about 80% of our traffic was Southern California or California. And today it's only about 60%. And like our second biggest region now is Florida. So in the online market space, as far as phishing websites go, we're the biggest by a, a really good margin. We've been real successful taking our formula we use in Southern California and growing it beyond there. Um, and we're just, we're, you know, Jason, I, and the rest of our crew, we're all hardcore fishermen. We love to fish anywhere. And, and fortunately, we've been able to take that little forum and kind of convert it into an online magazine about, I think it's been uh, four years ago, we hired some editors and we started doing editorial content. And we've got a full-time artist, editor, video guy, a bunch of, uh, you know, well-known writers from Southern California and all over the world writing for us. And so we've kind of turned it into an online magazine that also has an interactive side where guys can chat on the forums and get their questions answered. And, you know, it's, it's even kind of transcended fishing. A lot of guys come on there for their daily news and entertainment and jokes and all that kind of stuff. So it's been a real good formula for us, and we're very fortunate. Well, I like the idea that uh, you can go on the forum or you have other people that send out press releases, and it's always credible information it, it's what's happening it isn't blown up it isn't uh anabolic or anything like that it isn't made up stuff it's what's really happening the fishing's good it's good if the fishing's not good you say that too because as you say you don't want people going out somewhere spending the gas and whatever it is to go out there and find out what they heard in a particular blog or what they heard from one of your people wasn't necessarily the case yeah absolutely and i think that's one of the things that really spurred our growth the other two sites really had guys that liked to fish, but they were casual, you know, where we've been eating up with it for years. I mean, every free minute, free minute we've got, we're fishing. We just fish all the time. And when fishing season's not going on, we either go somewhere else and go travel to fish or we're hunting. So this is really our passion, and we've been very fortunate to be able to pursue it and make a, you know, make a good living doing it. Now, how would you make the transition of going something that's localized, Southern California, that, that's not only now in in, in all throughout California, but it's in all throughout the 48 and almost worldwide. Yeah, we get a lot of international traffic as well. I mean, it really, we, we came up with a formula where we let the community run things. We didn't we didn't try to uh, censor anything. I'm sure you remember in the early days, you could say literally anything. You could post whatever you wanted. And as long as you weren't being, you know, vicious to anybody else or threatening anybody, we let it run. And the Internet's great for free speech, and nobody ever really had that before with the magazines or radio shows or anything. You know, there was always kind of a filter to it, and this was wide open, and the guys loved it. And what we found was fishermen everywhere really want to be able to speak their mind and, and you know, be able to interact with other guys that are like-minded and they're very crazy about fishing. You know, uh, in the early days, we had, like, a cult following where everybody who was hardcore was around, and then we've kind of gotten bigger than that, and now, we, you know, we talk to pretty much all walks of life. But uh, it was just a, a formula that worked. We're internet-savvy guys, you know, we're tech nerds, and, and we were able to kind of apply that with our love for fishing and search engine optimization and social media and all that stuff together really helped us grow. Okay, now, a lot of people have heard about BD Outdoors, but they're not necessarily sure how to get a board on it, how to get on it. Uh, tell me, how does someone approach BD Outdoors to get on and start accessing the information that you offer? Well, so we've got two basic sides to the website. We've got sort of the magazine side, which you just go to bdoutdoors.com, and there's uh, all kinds of articles and tips, tricks, videos, news from around the fishing world, all of that. 
And then if you want to go to the forums, just right off the top menu bar, there's, it says forums. You click that. And if you want to know, you know, how do I service my outboard, you can search the forums and probably find your answer. Or you can even post, put up a post. Hey, I've got this year outboard. I'm looking to do this. I'm looking to do that. Or how do I rig for this situation? And there's literally thousands of people just waiting to help you and answer your questions. you got to take the sarcasm and that kind of stuff with a grain of salt because it's guys being guys. But in the end, there's a ton of great info and a ton of great people that will be there to help you out. Yeah. Now, you also have another service called... Uh, uh, uh fishdope.com fishdope.com now yeah. tell us how that came about and what does that do that you can't necessarily find on the forums on BD Outdoors yeah so fishdope.com is something that we started it was really just a concept that came from what we had already been doing um, back in the day when we before there was fishdope we would print out a terrafin chart which showed us what the water was doing and the CSAT surface temperatures and all that and then we would you know take a copy of like the tide chart for that day we cut that out and tape it to it then we get on the phone with our buddies call them up and see where they caught fish at go research the forums do all that and then we'd mark spots on the chart that showed us where the fish were caught and would give us a good idea where to fish the next day so with that in mind i kind of came up with the concept to really make that a commercial product and, and what we do at fish dope is we provide you the best sea surface imaging temperature charts so you can see exactly where the fish are at where there's clean water where there's dirty water um, and then on top of that we overlay the reports that we get from party boats uh, charter boats, commercial boats. We have our own network of fish dope guys. And during the summer, we even fly a spotter plane. So what we've done is we've given these guys a whole toolkit, and that's just the, the, the tip of the, the iceberg there. You know, we give these guys a toolkit that has everything from tides to route planning to um, temperature charts, recent information, and it gives the average guy a, a bunch of tools that's going to save him time and fuel. And that's our tagline, catch more fish, burn less fuel. And for it's $169 a year. You can subscribe at fishdope.com. And if you don't save that money in the first couple of trips, you're, you're doing something wrong because we'll point you in the right direction every time. Of course, fish move, but we're giving you the latest data that you just wouldn't get anywhere else. Now, uh, I know that there's a lot of traffic on uh, bloodydicks.com, BD Outdoors. Uh, tell us, uh, if people are interested in advertising their particular business, is there an opportunity there for those folks? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's kind of how we make our living. We sell advertising on the site. We've got a really good audience. We're very credible with our audience because we do fish and we do hunt and we're always outdoors. So they kind of trust us. We don't just take money from anybody for advertising. You know, we try to work with premier brands, all the big names in fishing advertise with us from Shimano to AFCO to Costa and all that. So, yeah, if you want to get involved and, and want to learn more about advertising, just go to the page. At the bottom of the page, there's a link at bdoutdoors.com. It says advertising. Click on that, fill out the form, and someone will get back to you right away. Now, uh, BD Outdoors, it is what it is today. What do you envision being it like being a year, two years from now? We've got a lot of tricks up our sleeves. Some stuff I can't talk about yet, but we've got a couple of new products coming out that are for consumer grade. Uh, you might see us on TV sometime in the near future. We're, we're always working, man. We're far from done. You know, we're grinding, and, and uh, we've got some cool tricks up our sleeves, all I can say. Well, you know, BD Outdoors is a prime example of just some guys getting together and saying, hey, let's provide this information forum. And now what you are today, uh, approximately, what kind of uh, visitors do you, uh, number of visitors, can I say, do you get that come aboard, let's say, on a, on a given month or week or whatever? Yeah, a normal month for us is going to be anywhere from 500,000 to 700,000 unique visitors. So that's 
500 to 700,000 different computers sign right. on to our site. You may hit our site from one computer 30 days out of the month. You still just count as one. So it's a lot of visits. We do about 7 to 8 million page views, which is like a hit. So we're turning a lot of pages. We've got a lot of visitors. And, and our guys come to our site. We call it sticky. You don't just come and look at one page and go. Guys are averaging on our site for seven pages and about seven or eight minutes at a time. So it gives us a real good way to link up with the fishing audience, you know, and connect advertisers with them. And, you know, we do a lot of conservation stuff. We're real, I'm real involved with the CCA of California that's starting now. So, you know, it's, it's a business for us, but, man, we're the luckiest guys on earth. It's our passion. We love doing it. We skip to work every day. I mean, we're very fortunate what we're doing, and we try to give back as much as possible as well. Uh, you know, with all the topics that uh, you can find on BD Outdoors, uh, what's the hot button right now, do you think? Yeah, it's always fish reports. Yeah. Always. I mean, that's the thing is guys want to come to the site to figure out what's going on, what guys are catching, where it's being caught and all that. And then, you know, beyond fish reports, it's a lot of discussion on how to do this or how to do that or what's going on with this and that. And then the classifieds, you know, fishermen, they're always buying tackle, selling tackle, upgrading tackle. So those are a lot of the main reasons the guys are coming to the forums. And then on the front end with the magazine, they're just coming to get their news. You know, this big giant fish was caught in, in Australia or you know, so-and-so is releasing this new gear or new reel or whatever. We've got everything from gear reviews to really in-depth articles, and we got some guys like Gary Graham writing a lot of the historic stuff yeah. that maybe some of this newer generation hasn't heard about yet. You know, one of the things I've always appreciated at the forum, that, yeah, the guy that has a $100,000 boat or that pays uh, six or $700 for every rod and reel combo he has, he's on there too, but the everyday guy that maybe just has a chance to get his feet wet in the surf or only has the opportunity to go on a, a, an overnight, maybe a, a, a couple of uh, nights out of the year, there's still a place on that forum for him to go to get the information. And maybe what the fishing industry doesn't appreciate, with that information that you give, it draws more people to come to the fishing landings and, and to take advantage of their products. Oh, yeah, we want to get more guys involved in fishing. Look, make no mistake, this is a dying sport. Fishing is a dying sport. It's just the popularity is not there. License sales tell us. We just got off a horrible five-year stretch of bad oh, fishing, yeah. bad economy, very expensive fuel. Fortunately, last year we were blessed with the best fishing season ever. So as much as we can promote the sport, we're all about it. Getting kids fishing, getting women fishing, getting guys that went back to golf because it was so expensive and the fishing was so crappy. You know, We need to get those guys back in fishing and to support stuff like the CCA, and, and that's a lot of what we're trying to do. We know we have a responsibility to convey that information to the public, and we're trying to do it at every turn. Yeah, you know, everyone thinks you have a right to fish, but a lot of the fishermen don't think about There are people that are out there that are eroding that right for you to go out there and fish. If you don't believe that every day, every minute, there are not groups out there that are better organized and better funded than us, that are trying to take away our access to our fishing water, to our lakes, to our hunting grounds, you're absolutely mistaken. California is at the forefront of the battle for access for all the stuff that we love to do on the weekends and that's why you got to get involved and i really i can't stress enough join cca.org it'll cost you thirty dollars for an annual membership and that money does go to help keep our rights to our fishing locations open it'll help with water issues coastal issues we're also tied in very tightly with the hatcheries a whole lot of good stuff is happening because of the cca and we got to band together because you never know that next mlpa battle is around the corner and and to be blunt we were caught flat-footed not prepared and we got steamrolled oh, you yeah. know there's no way around it we got our butts kicked we were unorganized and apathetic you know, and, and we just can't afford to do that anymore in this day and age. 
And the thing that really sucks, the bigger picture, is what happens in California happens in other places. As soon as we got hit with the MLPA, one year later, Florida got hit with their grouper snapper closure. And if you don't think more of that stuff is coming, you're just kidding yourself. And these are people that are well-organized and funded because the way they contribute more money to a particular cause is by success for that cause. It is, and also their sales pitch is very vague and very... uh, idealistic you know we were just coming out of fries the other day and i've got some kid from greenpeace who's probably never even put his toes in the ocean who asked me if i want to save the ocean you know man like save a dolphin yeah like you have no idea what you're doing you have no idea what you're talking about we are all about good science mandating policy if there had been good science behind the mlpa i would have been the first guy to support it but there wasn't it was bs science that was put together by people with an agenda for just taking away our resource for no other other meaning than a feel good And you've seen on the hunting side, the hunters are strongly supported by the NRA. And the NRA does not let that stuff see the light of day. Somebody brings some BS issue like the MLPA or some bad science or unfounded lawsuit, the the NRA has got an office full of lawyers who are very hungry to eat the faces off of people who are, you know, bringing that stuff up. And that's, we need that level of organization for fishing. We took a hard look at what was going on in the, in the fishing community and in the industry and in the climate. And honestly, we could have started another organization in California on our own. But CCA has a track record for fisheries issues. And they have 110,000 members. And they're operating in 17 states. They're in almost every single coastal state. They've got a, a recipe for success. So that's why we decided to take their model and bring it to California. And, you know, we're out here fighting for everybody, as many people as we can get, to help support and join CCA. It's just it's really important for our fishery, the future of our fishery. I mean, if you want your kids to be able to fish, and that's a concern to you, you need to be a member. All right. Ali Husseini, uh, CEO of uh, Bloody Decks. Ali, more people. If anyone's interested in knowing more about Bloody Decks, where should they go? Check us out, bdoutdoors.com. All right, Allie, thanks for taking the time to be with us. I know the uh, booth here is mobbed. Uh, I'm going to let you go, but thanks a lot for p- taking some time to be with us. And if you will, allow us to check with you from time to time on some of the hot issues of the day. Absolutely, John. You know where to find us. All right. Appreciate it. Hey, this is Hop Along on Ron Real Radio. More to come. Got to take a commercial break right now. You're listening to us on... AM 540 or at ronrealradio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you for listening tonight. Both Stan, Wendy, and I, we will be back next Sunday night with a live show. So stay tuned. I want to thank Ben Harvey for all his hard work. JR in the studios at, at the AM 540 Radio Zion headquarters. And always in memory of Big Tuna Bill, we want to wish you a great evening. A good week of fishing. Stay safe. We'll see you on the water. We're out for now. Oh, 